Welcome to Trust Me. Trust Me. The podcast where we talk about trust, transparency, and building long-lasting relationships in a fast-paced world. I'm Alexis. And I'm John. (laughs) (laughs) This episode, we would like to talk about couples therapy and our recent experience with my therapist, whom I've been seeing for the past three, three and a half years. Um, we, we had an instance this past week where I had a session scheduled with Karen, my therapist, and John was able to spontaneously, for the first time, pop into uh, my session. And it was, it was interesting. I think it went rather well. How do you feel? Yeah, I think I just now thought that it's indicative of our character that poor planning led, led to us being in couples therapy together. Yeah. Because we I, went down, we went from two cars down to one. We uh-huh. still had both cars, but you don't like driving, so I, I hate, offered to I drive. Do, I do hate driving. Yeah, I offered to drive for you in the morning to be nice, and then uh, I think on the way to work, taking you to work, one of us realized, oh, you have a session and all this stuff going on afterwards. What's going to happen? Yeah. And then I ended up in the office, and it was it was nice. It was good. It was good. Karen um, Hobson is my therapist's name, and she does cognitive behavioral therapy. And um, she's been wanting to meet John for quite some time. She's heard all about him. <laughs> a lot of Alexis's sessions. Yeah. Or about me. He would like to think that. It's actually partially true. I mean, of course, I'm in a relationship with you, so you do make up a significant amount of my time in therapy. (laughs) But honestly, no, maybe, honestly, less than half, probably. Good. Yeah. Because it all goes back to what we've talked about before, um... You know, trusting yourself is really where trust comes from. So if you ever start therapy or you're maybe you're already in therapy, you find that a lot of it is just kind of discussing yourself and your own behaviors and figuring them out. But anyway, Karen um, has been wanting to meet John for a long time. And so we were able to make that happen last week. And um, like I said, I feel like it went rather well. She... um, And I have been in therapy for quite some time. Um, And actually, I started therapy with Karen in my last marriage. So um, she helped me understand a lot about myself and a lot about that relationship. And um, John was really reluctant to see Karen because initially... I don't well, I was know. Never, and I'll let you kind of talk yeah, I was about ne- this. I was never reluctant to see her. Mm-hmm. It's I, I definitely am reluctant. I don't want to go and see her on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. I don't want her to be our therapist. Do you want to elaborate on that? Why? Because she was your therapist with a past relationship, and she also knows you incredibly well. And I don't want to have a therapist that already has, even if it's a bias that they 
choose to not feed into or indulge, there's got to be some, there's, there's no way that someone's not a human and they don't have some kind of preconceived notion of you mm-hmm. going into the session. Yeah. And even if that's not true, it's a thing that's on my mind. Yeah. I'd rather have like a level playing field. Yeah, so John feels like she has the home team advantage. Not that she does, that you do. That I do. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I'm not really a sports person, but um, but that makes sense to me. So it's been, I've wanted him to come in just because I really, I'm a huge proponent of therapy. Um, I honestly haven't tried anything other than cognitive behavioral therapy personally, but um, it's proven to be very helpful for me personally, and I think it would be awesome for you as well. But I do understand, and I'm curious to know what other people think, including other therapists, about what John is saying, that... Karen <laughs> maybe already has a biased opinion and isn't completely objective, um, regardless of her training, because she's human, that she might be biased towards me and that he would be coming in with an unfair you know, disadvantage. I would love to know what other people think about that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It is interesting. And I totally respect your feelings yeah. on that. Yeah, 100%. But we did get to see her together and for about 30 minutes, and it was good. Yeah, and honestly, after talking to her, I like her more, and I'd be more inclined to go and talk to her with you. And a lot of it, honestly, just boils down to time and money. Mm-hmm. That's the biggest reason I don't want to go see her with you. You already see her, and you're not going to stop seeing her on a regular basis. Yeah. One of her kids sees her. Yeah. And then me going... And I'm so I'm so far in my head about what I'm saying. My reasoning is for not going. That would it would take a long time for me to completely trust her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, trust. <laughs> and maybe she's not a competitive person, but she's batting, you know, zero, which is zero percent of the time she's hitting the ball, which is saving the marriage because she. She did not do a good job fixing your last marriage. Well, one could argue that she did because she helped you. Yes, see absolutely, one hundred percent. I think that's maybe. Uh, but she's like with a us. A common she's like, misconception. Is I mean, I suppose yes. A couple can go to therapy thinking, "Please help us save the marriage," but or the relationship. But if it is in fact toxic, or really not you know, meant to be, I suppose, <laughs> yeah, it's it's still a good thing that you went to therapy, in my case, personally, yeah. uh, because it, it she helped me kind of understand that it was a very toxic situation, and, um, you know, specifically, you know, I learned about codependency and perfectionism. I deal with both of those things, so I often put other people's feelings ahead of my own, without regard for my own personal feelings. And I also have this perfectionism where I judge myself really harshly and sometimes I won't even try something if I feel like I can't do it perfectly. So it, I mean, it inhibits me in a lot of ways um, from moving forward in my life. And um, so in my situation, yes, (laughs) um, it actually ended up dissolving the marriage and um, but, but that was for the best. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, and honestly, for me, I don't know that couples therapy, I think just therapy in general is, is very helpful um, for an individual because there are so many layers that we, that we have. And it, it can be so helpful to have a, perhaps an unbiased professional to kind of just help guide you through those layers in your mind. I mean, you go through so many experiences as a human. I mean, whether or not you feel like you're a healthy individual or you feel like you're happy, I think everyone should do therapy. Like, I really, really believe in it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And couples therapy, for sure, I think can be beneficial because specifically when it comes to communication. So if you have like a third party there, an unbiased, objective third party, which is, I understand why you might feel like Karen is not the person for us, but... Um, you know, he or she can act as almost like a referee in a way. Yeah. Um, so that when you are arguing, because you are going to argue, that happens in relationships, you know, you can do it in a healthy manner. Right. And you can be communicating clearly, right. um, you know, within the relationship and in a healthy way. Right. She knows you so much better than she knows me. So I think that... This is a very, in my opinion, a, a, a good point. I hate saying that, making a good point. It's <clears throat> it's not a good point. It's something that I would hope that a good therapist would use, and it's the wealth of knowledge they have about your personality mm-hmm. and how she would be able to like navigate us communicating through an issue without kind of relying on like some of her tools that she has for your personality that she already knows so much about. Mm-hmm. How how could you not be like, well, Alexis is a codependent. And maybe John's aware of that is manipulating her, her or this is what we could do to help the problem from your perspective. Because what That's she's, also helpful, though. It is helpful, but it's more helpful for you, not for us necessarily. Hmm. Well, I and think not, given... Not, I think given time, she would get to know yeah. you, and if you did individual therapy yeah, um, with her, then you could learn about yourself, and it's she would learn possible, about you, yeah. and then, yeah. yeah. And it seems like a lot of work to make a therapist a little more rich. I know that I know they're not getting rich. <laughs> I, I am a not. huge proponent of therapy. I think John is, like, yet to be determined. No, I, I am. Uh, I think... Have I you did, done therapy before? A couple times. Um... Never really for myself. Mm-hmm. Once or twice, uh, where there was a family incident with uh, Malachi, mm-hmm. and then with another woman, maybe once. Oh. And I think maybe I've talked to a therapist one time on my own, mm-hmm. but I can't remember. I've never been opposed to it. It's always been about time and money and working into a schedule. Mm-hmm. I think. Oh gosh, yeah. Mental health is so important yeah, and emotional well-being yeah. and spiritual, yeah. And so I view it as, oh, I'm, I love to work out and yeah. eat well. So it's just like another component of wellness, I guess. And yeah. I, I think it's actually, it might be superior to the other components of wellness. Like it might be the most important thing. Your, your 
mental and emotional well-being. Definitely. I, I don't think therapy is the only way to get there. Yeah, I, do, I agree. I do think mm-hmm. your mental state of mind is the most important. Mm-hmm. The silly thing about working out and your mental state of being is, from what I've noticed, if if I go days without working out, oh, for I'm sure. definitely not as It definitely happy. contributes to yeah. Yeah, your mental stability. Especially and... because I know what it feels like to take care of yourself now mm-hmm. for on a consistent basis. Like I didn't know what I was missing out on before. Mm-hmm. Um, to get back to the point that I was trying to make about uh, an ideal therapist, and like for me, what I would personally like is when I say something to them that involves them being motivated monetarily, instead of them going, oh, no, not at all, them to say, yeah, it would create a gap in my schedule that I would be taking a hit on economically if I didn't fill it up. But that's fine. That happens all the time. Then I go, okay. So we at least know that's a component. So when Karen is saying to me, yeah, it'd be great if you came to see me. I'm like, well, yeah, that's an extra $300 a month for you. Of course, yeah, of course that'd be great. And then you get to hear about more <laughs> Son, of our stuff. You Son love learning about people. Th- trusting people. It's not that I don't. It's just like me. No, I just trust that. I'm fine. I want to make all the money too. She's great. She really I mean, is awesome. Everyone has to make a living. And yeah, so if she's making definitely. a living as being a healer. Yeah. Which I view her and other therapists as long as they, you know, they're in it for the greater good yeah, and they have like, true you. intention. Yeah. And I, my gut tells me that she does. Yeah, I, I don't disagree with um, you at so all. So I'm happy to, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. disagree with you at all. Yeah. It's, I honestly think it's unfortunate that it's a component with therapy. Or the, a lot of things are ruined by the economic... Um, reward that you get for it right i mean yeah in this world i suppose but i just don't i guess i don't view it like that it's been so helpful for me that i'm like yeah i'll I'll pay for this yeah yeah i don't (laughs) i don't bat an eye at all you spending any amount of money on paying for the therapist i agree yeah yeah it's just a weird i guess it's if we went to go see a therapist together, there would be none of the issues that you and I are discussing right now. So that's like the biggest proponent to me if, if we were going to have a couples therapist just to start over. Because I wouldn't uh, have to that sit That makes me so sad. I would hate to give her up. Yeah, and you wouldn't have to give her up. We're her like up. allowing our lady. audience to be a literal part of our, like, just a teeny dispute, I feel like, that you that's and I are fine. having. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. yeah. It's... It's um, a hard, it's a hard, it's a hard strategic move to make because I, I want you to be happy. I like Karen, but I also know that it's going to take me forever just to be cool with the idea of it. <laughs> Whereas it, with another therapist, oh I'd go God. in right away and be like, I'm John, I'm Alexis, Whoa, we're here together. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, but I know. That's unfortunate. But it's okay. I understand. Yeah. And we're also not really in a rush to like pencil in some couples therapy appointments. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So no. I I can, will continue with therapy individually, of course. And for me, it's like I said, it's really helped me understand codependency and my perfectionism. And specifically, I mean, cognitive behavioral therapy is a type of psychotherapy mm-hmm. and it works to modify dysfunctional behaviors. 
um, especially for me, like a negative pattern of thinking, um, specifically regarding perfectionism for me personally, where I would kind of start to overanalyze something, begin to judge myself really harshly. And what CBT or cognitive behavioral therapy has helped me understand is I begin to now realize when I'm engaging in that negative self-talk and that really harsh judgment of myself. And I can almost stop it in its tracks. Because what was happening before is I would be so harsh and so judgmental of myself and my actions and that I would begin to project that negativity onto others. Yeah. So I would go about my daily life and my partner or anyone close to me, um, my coworkers, you know, I could find myself just spewing kind of negativity or judgment where now, if, as long as I'm being mindful, I still slip back into that negative mm. thinking and pattern sometimes. But now I'm able to open my heart a little bit more and have more compassion. So I'm not so judgmental of someone else's behavior. I'm more just observing it. And, and I, I don't take it personally. Yeah. So like if you're having a bad day, um, and sometimes I do take it personally, yeah. it's really easy to do that with your partner yeah. who you're intimate, with whom you're intimate, yeah. But um, I can often times sit back and just observe and think, oh, he's just having a bad day, or maybe he's feeling insecure about something. Yeah. And it's so much easier to just see and observe behaviors as they are and not take them personally and even understand where someone might be coming from. Yeah. Because, yeah, compassion. That's what I feel like one of the biggest things so far I've taken from doing therapy just being able to, especially in work situations, I think, and my personal relationship, but really at work, I've been able to not take things personally. Yeah. You yeah know? It's easy for me to not take things personally at work. I still get up in my head and I still reel. And you and I have our own issues with trust involving me working in a restaurant. But, but I have to just say it to get it out. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Otherwise, I'll reel. But I do a significantly better job not engaging in negative talk. Or if someone is being shitty to me, I've just kind of started laughing about it and mm-hmm. not taking it as personal. Mm-hmm. But That's with good. us, it's harder to not let your emotions affect me. Because if you're not happy, you're the only person who I really care about making happy. Like I want to be a good person and make the world a better place and not be a cunt, essentially. but right but if it's if it's you that's upset i take it so personally i feel like i've messed up and i i don't allow myself to be happy unless you are yeah and that's very sweet and you want i guess your partner to do that you just that could be a little codependency too yeah maybe um i feel like john and i struggle with the same thing yeah i think we your sister pointed out when we were arguing in, on a Las Vegas trip, and there's so many layers to why we were arguing and why your sister was with us and not with someone else. And But she pointed out something that I think is very poignant, and it's like forever shaped the dynamic of our relationship. And it was that 
from her experience at least, every time we were arguing, we were literally agreeing. We were just like had some like there was some tension. And we we're like, yeah, well, I also think the sky's blue, and you're like, yeah, it is blue, but. And that was, yeah. that's honestly like a very simplified version of our arguments. But a lot of to- the time, we are agreeing. Mm-hmm. And you said that you were listening to Deepak Chopra. Deepak Chopra. Deepak mm-hmm. Chopra. Mm-hmm. And he was saying that when you argue in a relationship or if you have a dispute, before you have a hard conversation, you should both set your intentions, right? Yes. Yeah. We don't set our intentions. Maybe we should start doing that because we so always we'll back up for a second. Place. So we're kind of all over the place. But Deepak Chopra, um, I was listening to. He started this new podcast, which is really cool. Um, I think it's called Daily Breath, and they're like two to ten minute long podcasts every day, where he's discussing just various healing um, topics. In my opinion, I guess is how I would describe yeah. it. But um, he was recently talking about um, ways to kind of fight or if you are entering into a conflict, um, there are certain things, measures you can take to prevent it being um, really harmful. So one of them, the first one was to always, you know, with your partner, um, make sure that you're both on the same page and knowing that you do love one another. Mm-hmm. Okay, and you respect one another, and then also that you both agree that you would like to resolve this conflict. So as long as you both have that goal in mind, it's easier to achieve resolution in a healthy way. So yeah, so next time we get into an argument, maybe we both look at each other <laughs> calmly and they say, we both <laughs> want to resolve this conflict, and then maybe it'll go well. <laughs> So we digressed, but actually I don't think that's digression. That's it was really helpful. Yeah, we can talk about Deepak Chopra. Yeah, uh, some you know sometime. some other time. Yeah, because he's cool. Yeah, he's cool. Yeah, but I do. Yeah, a couple of meditations. Mm-hmm. We haven't done any of those together, but maybe we will start some, and then we can share our experience. Did we not? We've meditated together a couple times. Was it not? Couples we did once. I don't think it was a couples meditation, and I feel like you were kind of like laughing through some of it. <laughs> we did one. We've so done we'll two try. together. We've t- tried a couple times. I've laughed, but we've done a couple where we held hands right. and lied on bed. <laughs> but one time, well. I, one time I fell asleep. Yeah, so that that one went well. It too. was very relaxing. <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> totally. I mean, um, yeah, couples therapy. I believe in it. Maybe John and I will start it, and we can share our experience doing it. We will start it at some point. It's honestly the only reason. Maybe we need it. Maybe we don't, you know? Well, there's a Huffington Post article that we just read the title of and a paragraph that said there is um, the one surefire sign that you should start couples therapy, and it's that you're in a relationship. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I agree with that. Yeah, I, I'm not opposed to it. It it's like the reason I don't. It's like why not? Work it's so fascinating because we have a family and kids and motivations. One thing, but there's just only so much you can do in a day. And I'm trying to start making more money working for myself. And you work crazy hours, and then we're driving all around. We're trying to get a house, and yep, I Life. would rather spend money. Um, m- securing that I'm going to the dentist every six months and that is more of a priority to me than 
mental care right now and I hate to make that choice, but yeah, it's honestly, for me, it's just time and money. That's the only reason we haven't done couples therapy. I'm totally open to it. And mm-hmm. I think everyone just should Karen. go. <laughs> I would go talk to Karen with you, but I think that I would so benefit. Good. I think, no, I would, I would definitely, I like seeing Karen and maybe I pop in for 30 minutes. I don't know how much I would, I don't know at, at this current moment if I would want to go talk to her by myself. Oh, really? Yeah. Mm. Only because of her knowing you I almost think having... it'd be more beneficial to just do individual therapy. Yeah. Than to not even do It would drive me therapy. crazy if we had the same therapist and we never talked to the therapist together, too. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. And I would want, I want that. I like, I like, I like having her there. Honestly, it was good. It was really good. Yeah. It was. She gave was John a Carl Jung, um, the big red book or the big Carl Jung, yeah. The big or what was the book? It was the big red book or Carl Jung's red book. It was. Um, I didn't realize it was a bigger deal in the psychology community. It was kind of kept under the table uh, for a while because it was his personal journal. Oh. But there was not any kind of records indicating that he wanted to keep it secret. Like he definitely had intentions of publishing it. Because when he's writing in the journal, he's like actually addressing you, the listener, or you, the reader. Hmm. Cool. Yeah. She let me borrow it for a couple of days. She was nice. She's a very sweet person. But also me being in sales for myself and having other sales positions and just, just having that nature, I'm like, oh, give a little, get a little, right? Well, that's the whole trust thing, isn't it? So you <laughs> have to trust that your intentions are pure in order to trust that someone else has pure intent. Yeah. Right? Right. So maybe that's where you start is just doing things that are coming truly from your heart. Well, I do with have pure intention. Yeah, and I do, you know, I honestly try to not have expectations when I'm being nice to other people, but I'm still skeptical of everyone else around me. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I'll ever fully trust anybody else mm-hmm. other than myself because I don't even, I mostly trust myself. Mm-hmm. Do you think you trust me? I, I trust you a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I trust you on the big things and a lot of the small things. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, I trust you that when you are upset with me and you're paranoid that I'm doing something naughty, that it's not because you've done something naughty, it's because other people have done naughty things to you and you're, you know, you're yeah. scared and hurt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I trust you that you love me and that you have good intentions and you make choices based upon you behaving the way that you'd want me to behave. Yeah, it all starts and ends with what's inside of yourself, ultimately. If you want to heal the world, you know, you have to start with yourself. You want to trust someone else, you have to start with yourself. Yeah. Yeah, so on that note... Maybe we'll start some couples therapy and report back on the next episode. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, take care and thank you, everyone that's listened so far. Yeah, thank you, guys. Um, the people that have said to us personally that they've listened—it's awesome. It's been, it's been. Yeah, great. it's fun. It's really cool. I what I hope is to share our experience fumbling through monogamy and. And maybe it inspires people or, you know, in turn, we learn from others who are also yeah. experiencing difficulty yeah. or just interesting, you know, problems. Yeah. Or if.
it's the exact opposite. It convinces you that you're not ready for a relationship. Good. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do it. Or do it. If you're Just listening, if you're listening and not watching, uh, by the way, John's hair is officially longer than mine, which is annoying because I've been growing my hair out for like five years, and it's probably taken him two. So anyway, thank thanks so, so much. much for listening or watching, guys. Definitely. We'll see you next time. See you, or you'll hear us next time. Please, please. If you have any questions feel free to reach out to either one of us if you know us personally text with any question we're, we're doing this and we're open books or a topic idea or a topic idea something you want to talk about if you want to be a guest on the show if you've had trust issues get a hold of us um <laughs> at trust me podcast on instagram there you go uh or on facebook you know or if you're listening to this you probably know us at this point mm-hmm. of the podcast life Text us. One of us. Both of us. Okay. All right. Love you guys. Bye.